Welcome back to Health Conscious. This is Joseph Del Santos. Uh, this week we have an interview with Mara Diker from HIMSS, Health Information Management System Society. I had with me Freddy Terrazas Escamilla interviewing. Uh, I went to the HIMSS Global Conference this past year in February, and it was really an awesome experience, and I got to know Mara uh, pretty well. And we talked a lot about Mara's background, about how she got involved with HIMSS and health IT and health information management as well. And I think it's going to be a great conversation. Could you introduce yourself a little bit? Yes. Good morning, gentlemen, and good morning, audience. I am very pleased to be able to participate in this opportunity this morning and just share a little bit about my background as it relates to HIM and HIT and a little bit about HI and what we at HIMSS hope to do for you. Um, I have the pleasure of meeting both Joseph and Freddie this year at HIMSS 19. It was a great experience and I look forward to being able to share some of that with you all this morning. Thank you so much. Tell us about how you got involved in healthcare, you know, why healthcare? and uh, particularly why health IT? Sure, as typical high school student, not really understanding exactly what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go to school, I really was open to kind of everything and anything. I did have some folks in my life that worked in healthcare and were strong influencers in my upbringing and just understanding what I may want to potentially do. But then I also had some influencers that came from the business side of things too. So as I was approaching making that decision, I knew I wanted to potentially blend the two things together. And I essentially really lucked out in finding um, a program titled Health Information Management and learned a little bit more about the program in the school and really found that that really did offer kind of the perfect blend of each of those thoughts that as a high school junior, high school senior, I thought I might want to do with the rest of my life, which is really kind of an unbelievable experience to have to figure that out. Um, but really, it, it was the perfect blend, and I walked out with a great opportunity through my education and my professors and my fellow students that became my friends and the mentors that I met through that program. And just really had a great opportunity and great experience, came into the HIM field in a really traditional role. Um, I moved out of my hometown to a, a, a big city that was very unknown to me, but I had a great opportunity in a level one trauma center to be an operations manager in a medical records department. And I really did feel that it was really important to pursue some traditional HIM role and gain that experience, especially as I considered pursuing certification uh, within my major and my specialty. And it really was the right path for me at that time. I, I had some ideas of how I may want to specialize in the future, and coupled with my HIM degree in undergrad, I also did obtain a minor in computer science because I was going to school in an era where HIPAA was coming to be, and the idea of electronic health records was a very popular idea at the time, and there was a need for uh, workforce in that particular area. But as I said, I felt like it was really important to do a very traditional role for a period of time, gain that experience, 
get involved in the atmosphere that is HIM and that hospital environment and learn from that. And from there, it just kind of spiraled with various opportunities. Um, the organization that I was working with was deploying an EHR, and I had the opportunity to be at the table with folks making decisions about that and work directly with the IT department and really be able to focus where some of my passion was as it related to electronic health record development. Through that, I had an opportunity actually to move to a facility across town and become an analyst on their electronic health record. Um, that was all through networking and, and folks that I had met through my current organization and just other people that were willing to uh, give me a chance. And so I became an analyst on an electronic health record deployment, and that really led to a variety of opportunities of working directly in an IT department through that project, and then furthermore, as we deployed that, um, working on the IT side of it, supporting the application. And it was during that time that I decided to pursue my master's degree in healthcare informatics. I felt at that point it was really important to immerse myself a little bit more on the informatics side and the business side of it, was exposed to a lot of database management, those types of things that I could really bring back immediately to my role as an HIT analyst and worked my way up through the ranks of that organization. I left that organization as a manager and wasn't looking to leave. I loved my job as an HIT analyst and an HIT manager. I loved that perspective of being the liaison between the, the clinicians in the hospital and the IT department. I feel that the HIM background that I bring um, and that most, if not all, HIM professionals bring to the table is really that opportunity to leverage the clinical education that we get along with the business education that we get to be kind of that translator at the table between the clinicians and the folks that are producing the build of what becomes per se, per se a, a electronic health record. Um, I, through my HI education, I actually became involved and exposed to HIMSS as a professional association. Um, I can still distinctly remember the, the evening that a gentleman from the Wisconsin HIMSS chapter came to our introduction to healthcare uh, informatics course and shared with us the value of becoming engaged in a professional association like HIMSS. I went home that night and signed up as a member and became a little bit more active, pursued certification through HIMSS. Through that became even a little bit more active as a volunteer at HIMSS and eventually had a seat on the board of directors at the Dairyland, Wisconsin Dairyland HIMSS chapter as their director of professional development. And that once again spiraled through networking opportunities and mentoring opportunities and kind of who I got to know through those experiences that when a position at HIMSS National, at HIMSS North America came to be that was directly related to the role that I was doing as a volunteer within the state association chapter, um, I, I couldn't not pursue and, and throw my hat in the ring to be considered for the position. And luckily enough, here I am a few years later working for the organization. So that's just a, a brief background of kind of the timeline from making the initial decision to join uh, the education for HIM through where I am today. That's really awesome. 
and that's such a kind of windy journey that you kind of got there. Could you talk more about how you think the conversation changed throughout your career concerning HIM and HIT overall? Yeah, I don't know that it was really a, a drastic change. I was really fortunate in my HIM program to be exposed to how HIM and HIT are have a lot of synergy between the two of them and how, as an HIM professional, we have a lot to provide to the conversation from an HIT perspective. Um, and that's why I mentioned, you know, I, I, I received a minor in computer science. I pursued a minor in computer science because it really was impressed upon us at that time the importance of the HIM professional being very well-rounded and having that those additional resources in our toolkit and from a timing perspective I really just came into the industry at a time where it was a focus I came out of undergrad in 2004 so I was the first graduating class under HIPAA you know, ICD-10 conversation was already going at that time, and it took how many years after that to actually deploy it. I was working in the HIT department um, when that finally came to be, what, 10 plus years later. Um, so it really, for me, was a natural progression just because my education really pointed me towards that natural progression from the day that I stepped foot in uh, health information management department. Um, we saw that influence of IT and HIM. Now, what I can say is that I think I was very fortunate for the organizations that I worked for, and I did see differences, but for the most part, those organizations recognized the importance of HIM in the greater conversation. I think that that is something that we still struggle with today. Um, and there's things out there like the HIM awareness campaign through AHIMA, and we're doing some work today at HIMS to, to try to share that um, expertise, those skill sets that HIM professionals bring to the table and how it's not a, a pigeonholed set of positions that HIM professionals can be and should be placed in, but we really do have a very broad set of skills that are really applicable and relevant to a vast number and, and types of positions. So for me, it was a really natural progression from day one, folks recognize the importance of that. And I think also as HIM professionals, we're advocates for that. So you know, I, I kind of demanded a seat at the table. I wanted to share my, my subject matter expertise. I wanted to be able to bring that perspective to the table. And I had some great mentors that showed me how to do that and how it was important to do that. And I think that that's one thing that HIM professionals have to be very consistent about is advocating for ourselves and our profession and how we do have that skill set that can be leveraged amongst a variety of positions and a variety of areas within the industry, um, healthcare, business, and the full gamut. Um, so for me, it was a real natural progression. I can tell you that coming into an HIT department, I actually reported to um, an HIM professional within the HIT department, but she still made me reflect on what as an HIM 
representatives within the HIT department I brought to the conversation. I can clearly remember my first year that I went to her to ask her to support my professional development and pay for my member dues to AHIMA. She had that conversation with me. She, you know, encouraged me and, and, and kind of forced me to really reflect on that and and advocate for myself as to what my HIM background was bringing to the HIT conversation. And I went back to AHIMA and I went back to the body of knowledge at AHIMA and I, I pulled some articles of just subject matter experts and, and those types of things and how they leverage their background in the HIT conversation. And she just forced me to reflect. It wasn't about whether or not she was going to support it, but she really wanted to ensure that I could stand behind that and, and be able to say, here's what I, as an HIM professional by background in our HIA, bring to an IT department and why, as an IT department, you should be supportive of having someone like me on your staff. Um, here's how you can utilize my skills in the conversation. And I think that that is a really telling message for any HIM professional that no matter where your skills are being utilized within your current role, that you always have to continue to be an advocate about how it stretches beyond just what you bring directly to that position, but how it can expand beyond that and extend beyond that. Um, and it is really interesting to sit at the table. I mentioned in my HIT role that I, I really, I saw myself almost as a translator between the clinicians and the IT, because I worked with a number of folks that were very IT by background, very technical. Um, I had the opportunity, especially working from the HIM side, to kind of experience the full process of healthcare from a patient arriving at a hospital through a patient being discharged and follow-up and long-term care and um, all those things that happen afterwards too because what we do in HIM supports that full life cycle of the patient. And so I brought that experience to the, the IT side of it and sitting at the table literally with clinicians on my left and my IT colleagues on my right, the number of times that I was asked if I was a clinician by background um, it's actually kind of funny to think back because the physicians and the nurses that I worked with um, were just really kind of flabbergasted by my understanding of what they were saying. I mean, in my HIM undergrad studies, I was exposed to anatomy, physiology, medical terminology, pharmacology. I learned what the root meanings of words meant. and. Um, so when they were talking about their clinical processes and how we needed to be able to support that from an input mechanism and an electronic health record, they were just kind of astounded that I could look at my IT colleagues and say, okay, this is what so-and-so just said. This is what we need to do from a systems perspective to be able to support that and, and make that big picture connection to translating what they were saying to what we could from a, a physical system capability perspective do. We really do bridge that gap. And that's just one example. I mean, I've, I've followed that HIM to HIT and worked on an electronic health record. That was the progression of my career. So that's what I see and that's my direct experience. But that same type of experience can be leveraged amongst various different conversations. 
so mine was more natural progression, I think, just because I came into it looking at that. But for, for folks that are being challenged in that regard, I think it's just really being an advocate for ourselves and our profession and really painting that picture of how our skill set is really transferable to whatever that conversation is at that moment. Mara, I, uh, I want to thank you for that. It's it's really funny to hear you say ICD-10 and combine Wisconsin because I remember sitting in a small boutique physical therapy firm in the third ward uh, trying to figure out how we we're going to transition from ICD-9 to ICD-10 with our billing and our coding. Um, but also as someone who spent six years in Wisconsin, I appreciate that the HIMSS chapter is called the Dairyland. That just makes me smile from <laughs> year to year. <laughs> Um, Freddie, you're going to be really sad to hear that they actually just transitioned away from Dairyland. Now oh, they're just calling themselves the Hymns Wisconsin chapter. It just doesn't have the no same ring. Dairyland to me. No, I still miss those cheese curds every day. <laughs> uh, Mara, as the Director of Professional Development, we obviously got to see you know some of your ingenuity and what you do for students at, at HIMSS Global Conference, uh, specifically with the Career Fair. Can you talk a little bit about what your role does for students uh, who are both in not just HIT or HIM programs, but really MHA and MBA programs? Uh, and you know why HIMSS is an opportunity for all future healthcare leaders and young healthcare leaders, not just necessarily those that are um, positioned in the HIT field. Yes, thank you for the opportunity. The HIMSS Global Conference is such an opportunity and experience across the spectrum of roles within, and as you mentioned, it's not just HIT, um, and that's really important to recognize that the, the folks, the attendees are coming from a, a very vast set of backgrounds, and from an international perspective, too, which brings a lot of uniqueness to the conversation. Um, as it pertains directly to the conference, we still do keep kind of our hymns pillars in the background of everything that we do. And, and we have five of them. Um, those are member value, thought leadership, uh, maturity model, reach, diversifying our revenue, and then expanding internationally. Now, any one of those can really be compounded to what we do at the global conference. But for me, specifically in my role as in the professional development department, and specifically I do focus more so on the career services side of the house, um, we do have members on our professional development team that really do focus on the general education that happens at conference, but I get to focus in my my area a little bit more specifically as it relates to, one, our, our younger conference attendees, or our, and I won't even say younger necessarily because there's another whole area that we focus on. We, we have a group at Kim's called the Early Careerists. It's a, a community that um, our career services and professional development area oversees. And an early careerist can be defined as that traditional person entering the field from like the educational background. But it can also mean somebody that is making a career change from a completely different industry into health IT or even, you know, those clinicians that are coming into the information technology side or the information technology folks that are now bridging over to healthcare. And we look at early careerists as anybody in one of those definitions that's been exposed to the field for five years or less. Um, and that's a primary audience that I have an opportunity to focus on at conference. And 
I, I mentioned I've been at HIMSS now for about three years, and so my first conference was HIMSS 17 in Orlando, and I was working it as a staff member. Um, very overwhelming experience. Was very happy to be back at Orlando <laughs> this year, so this was my second time um, experiencing the same location and third time experiencing the conference. So. It's just interesting as a staff member to see the life cycle over a few years and then also be able to get back to the same place with that level of familiarity. Um, we get to kind of use that to take out some of the variables of how we proceed with what we plan. But this year as we headed into HIMSS 19, keeping those pillars I just mentioned at kind of the in the background but always at the forefront of what we're doing i was really looking at that member value piece and then of course we're grounded in that leadership and everything that we do but i also wanted to make sure that we were focused on something that we identified at Tim's this year as a very important strategic objective and that is really being able and being a source to create uh, opportunity or the pipeline of that next generation, once again, is that next generation traditionally the younger generation? Not necessarily, but it's just that next generation of potential healthcare leaders and technology professionals around the world to call him home. Um, and we, we leveraged that in what we planned this year at the conference. And, you know, you mentioned the career fair, but I kind of want to run through a few of the different things that we do at conference to give people a background of, of what types of activities. And once again, I reflect upon this from, from my very narrow point of view of what I get the opportunity directly to work on. Um, but I did take some time to just reflect on it and pull some other pieces that I think are interesting too that I'm not necessarily the expert on, but I think it's important to insert into the conversation just so you see the, the full set of opportunities. But from specifically professional development and that career services spin or focus on what I do, um, I really look at what we do in kind of four buckets. So we had a variety of informational opportunities from uh, students only orientation. Uh, we did an ice cream social this year where career services and my students in early careers task force, which I want to make sure we, we talk about a little later on, had an opportunity to just talk about what we're doing at him. And it was that the ice cream social was intended for new members to him. So we could talk to them about those services that we offer. And then just some general conversation that we have at HIMSS spot, which is kind of an informal meeting place for mentoring, networking, and those educational activities that happen throughout the week at that location. And this year we talked about our certification program. That's one of the areas that I oversee at HIMSS. Um, so informational, the, the new student orientation is a really, it's a fun experience for me. Um, pretty laid back, I get to talk to the audience a bit, but I share with them what we at Kim's can do for them year round. And then also kind of the second portion of my presentation of that is an understanding of what the conference looks like and we hold, hold this early on in the week. We kind of try to guide students as to how they should and can make the best use of their time while they're there for the week because it's really easy to become overwhelmed and really easy to lose your focus. Yes, it, it is. It kind of helps. <laughs> <laughs> you would agree with that, I hear. Yes. 
yeah, so I, I try to kind of help them navigate that and expose them to a variety of opportunities that are available to them. And even, you know, tips and tricks for getting out on the exhibit floor and how you should strategize of who you're going to stop by and talk to and what you should say in that conversation. So, you know, for a lot of students at conference, it's the first time that they're getting to experience something like this and on such a grand scale um, that we really do want to try to help them feel comfortable while they're there for the week. That's really important. Um, the next aspect is really that education. So directly from my perspective this year, we had the opportunity to work on some certification programs. Um, we do review courses for our certification. But we also had a new event, a new offering this year on pre-conference day called our Career Development Seminar, which was targeted towards the mid-level careerists. Um, we have a lot of executives that attend conference, but we know that there's another audience. So we want to make sure that we are leveraging their expertise and also creating education that's relevant specifically for them, and it's designed with them at the core of what we're doing. So we really kind of focus on those audience segments. So that career development seminar was focused on the mid-level, kind of things to be considering as you're planning out the next five to ten years whether that um, opportunities to leverage what you are currently doing in your current role or potentially if you're looking for advancement opportunities as you plan out your career path. Um, you mentioned the career fair. We offer some great education at that. Just kind of tidbits of information, um, small subject matters that we bring in experts to focus on that. So, for example, this year we talked about social media and leveraging that in your career search and career advancement. Um, we brought in a C-level who had found himself displaced and searching for a job. And so he walked through his approach to looking for a new position and some of the strategies that he had for that. We talked about transferable skills. We talked about the remote workforce. So small kind of tidbits of information, but experts really diving into those topics. And that's something that you're necessarily going to see in a general education session at conference. Um, we also have the Student Institute, which was a new offering this year, um, and something that we really hope to be continuing in years to come. We had some great feedback from it. But same thing, we really focused in on what we believed students at our conference wanted to hear, and we used survey information from years past to develop that, and we'll use the survey information this year to develop what we do in future offerings. But it was education specifically related to topics of interest of that demographic. And then also the second session of that was an open forum question and answer with a panel of representatives answering those questions. So um, that was really great to see the audience engagement there. Uh, we offer networking. That's going to be the next area that I touch on. And, and we have networking opportunities at the career fair. We put networking opportunities in at the Student Institute. We have a really fun reception for millennials, um, which is usually our, our younger audience at conference. We're even bridging now into that Gen Z and outside of millennials or Gen Y. Um, but just a completely social, fun environment to hang out for a night at conference. And then the last piece of that, uh, of kind of the, the things that I focus on is the exhibition perspective. And we really do pull that into our career fair. Um, 
And we did have some exhibition or just sponsorship opportunities to talk to folks at the Student Institute as well. But then we have a whole bunch of other areas that we incorporate that into as well, and I'll, I'll touch on those a little bit. But then I also want to mention there's other opportunities. The PA program, which Freddie and Joseph, I, I think at this point you should probably talk about the PA program, but from my perspective, it's an amazing opportunity to engage with students at conference. Um, the group of program assistants make what we do at conference possible. There's just not enough staff to go around and bring success to all of the various programs that we do at the conference. And so we offer an opportunity to students to apply for a program called our program assistance. And we bring those PAs to conference and you become a him staff member for a week essentially and you help us execute all of the various activities that go on at hymns and from my perspective it's more about relationship building that's for, for, for me this year that's how i got to know freddie and joseph um and so it's really fun to extend those relationships beyond conference and i know the pas have some great opportunities and then just kind of rounding that out and I want to come back to that PA program and just I'm going to flip it around and ask Joseph and Freddie to provide something on that but we also have a student case competition um, the Cornell team can talk about that and Freddie can represent that as well um, but that's a great opportunity to work with students during the, the 365 day year program at HIMSS and then it culminates by bringing the competition um, teams on site to conference, the top three teams. And the, the winning team of that competition actually presents as part of the general education program at conference. And it's a presentation based on an analysis of the case study that we present and have those teams analyze. And then we have other opportunities to um, a scholarship program and as part of that scholarship program those recipients are brought on site to the hymns conference and also an awards program and we do highlight a service award for an early careerist um, i had some other things that i want to just touch on but freddie and joseph i guess i i'd like to turn it around to you guys because if we're really you know wanting to appeal to the students i, I think you guys should kind of give a brief synopsis of your experience with program assistance and how you became engaged in that and what you see as the benefit of that. Definitely. Uh, Mara, again, thank you for, you know, really profiling all the opportunities. I didn't think I even realized everything that, you know, students were able to do. Um, I think we would be remiss to not talk about how we were first exposed to hymns and how for me, and I, I think I speak for Joseph as well, that it's really become an incredible organization that we feel really akin to. Uh, and, you know, being able to talk to not only you, but people like Joanne um, really bring warmth to us. But, you know, we were approached by one of our colleagues, an amazing student uh, who's now a professional in New York City, about participating in a case competition, which is now feels like two years ago. Um, and, you know, we said, sure, let's let's give it a try. And, uh, you know, kind of going through it, we were like, all right, uh, this is what we're doing. <laughs> and even on the day that we presented, we had major technical issues, which is quite ironic when you think you're presenting to uh, the the word of health IT and <laughs> health information management in the world. Um, you know, but one thing led to another, and we were very fortunate to win that competition, uh, which was the inaugural competition uh, two years ago. And, you know, being able to be flown out to Las Vegas, 
uh, and be able to present on that stage was really one of the highlights of my young career thus far and my time as a student. And that's really what flowered our interest in wanting to come back to HIMSS conference. I think to be a participant there, to be able to meet up with some of our alumni and to just see, you know, I, I'm going to use the word monstrosity, but I mean that in just the best sense of the word. I never feel more happy, more influenced, and more positive about my choices to be a healthcare manager when I see so much buzz around other people having that same energy. When you can walk into a session, whether it's 500 people or 20 people, and everyone is just completely invigorated about a, a concept that really brings the classroom to life and allows you to see how many people across the country are having the same problems. To me, that is really uplifting, and I knew that I had to find a way to come back. Uh, and I'll let Joe talk about how we came back this year as program assistants. Yeah, yeah. the program assistant program um, was something that, as we went to Vegas last year to HIMSS conference, we saw some students we actually knew participating, and we saw that as an opportunity to come back to the conference because we had such a great time um, at the conference last year. Um, so we applied, and luckily we're, we're selected to be program assistants, and it was really an incredible opportunity to meet people from across the U.S. The world. In the world. Yeah, it was, it was wild to meet all those awesome students and young professionals as well who were program assistants. And when we were there, it was a lot of hard work, a lot of early mornings, <laughs> you know, 5 a.m. starts and late nights, you know, going to the, um, a lot of the events that were going on. But it was a really excellent opportunity to kind of meet people like Mara and uh, see Joanne again and the HIMSS staff in general, uh, really connect with them on a, on a human level, as well as, as program assistants. It's an incredible opportunity to meet all of the leaders throughout the world who are in health IT. Um, you know, even as we were kind of helping out with the educational sessions by, you know, scanning people's badges that, you know, provided opportunities to start conversations and um, get great connections through that. Um, the exhibit hall is, was insane this year. It was about half a mile long <laughs> of, <laughs> of exhibit tables and whatnot, as well as the stages that were provided by a lot of the large companies. So. It was, I can't say anything more. It, it was really an awesome opportunity to be a part of and really, you know, has sparked my continued interest uh, into going to subsequent hymns as well. And it was really incredible. I can't, I can't say how many times for our, uh, for our listeners who might be prospective students or other people in the field, it's really humbling when you see someone who is the director of many of the institutions that we would love to work for, or maybe the people that are on stage coming to you and say, can you please help me find this? Can you please help me find that? And being able to just give them a comforting way of how to get around. Uh, and then you see them again, and you're like, hey, you're the person that helped me out. You're like, yeah. And you get to be able to spark a really great conversation. Uh, those blue, those bright blue jackets that I'm actually wearing today were uh, really, uh, able to identify us, and, and I think it. I think you're absolutely right, Mara. For us on our end, I mean, although it was late nights and early mornings, uh, it was something we chose and we, we truly loved. And I think from all the program assistants, we all became a little family and we all keep in touch. And it was great to see students from across the country, and it was great to see how we could do our small part to make uh, a global conference of, of that nature, you know, go on without a hitch. I think you're a little humble in saying a small part. I mean, I will emphasize the huge role that our program assistants 
take and have in making it a successful event for our 43,000 attendees throughout the week. Um, and we bring about, I think this year it was a class of about 85 program assistants and really integral part of what we can accomplish in a week's time for all those attendees. So thank you to you both. Um, I also want to do a little bit of a plug, so thank you, Freddie, for talking about the case competition a little bit. Um, the Cornell team this year actually was our first place team, again, for the second year of our case competition. And unfortunately, due to the lovely weather in Ithaca in February, <laughs> the, team, the team who was supposed to be presenting on Thursday could not make it to Orlando until after their presentation time. Um, so we've actually been working with them, and we recently released the schedule for their upcoming presentation. So they're going to do the same presentation that they would have done on the large stage at conference. They're going to do that via our HIMSS Early Careerist webinar series, and that will be taking place on April 9th at 11 a.m. Central. So for any of our listeners that want to have an opportunity to see what that really is and see what that team accomplished this year, check out our HIMSS events page. April 9th, you will find their session and how to register for that. So I want to plug that. And we'll definitely link uh -huh. that. I actually had no idea that was happening. Uh, it was heartbreaking for us because we, you know, we know the students who won very well. Uh, and obviously we talked about how great hymns have been for a full year. <laughs> yep. So for them not to be able to make it, I, I know being able to present and be able to, you know, list out their analysis will be a great opportunity for them. Yeah. Yes, we are super excited to have the three of them. They are a great group. I was lucky enough. We, they got in on Thursday night. They were able to come to the Student Institute on Friday morning. So I did have the opportunity to meet them in person and um, am excited for their presentation and more so for our continued relationship with them, um, hopefully throughout their careers. So um, I, I wanted to circle back just on some of the other things in HIMSS 19 because I focused really solely kind of on what I have an influence over. But I want to kind of rattle off a list of I, I told these they're specialty pavilions, and within those, there's opportunities for exhibits. There's a whole bunch of education going on, but I think it was kind of the best way to highlight the variety of topics that are, are talked about at conference. Cybersecurity, a developer innovation lab, federal health IT solutions, healthcare of the future, innovation live, intelligent health pavilion, international pavilions, and interoperability showcase market debut, personalized health, and then we also had our university role exhibit. All of those pavilions and specialty exhibits, as I mentioned, have an exhibit part to it, have an educational perspective, have networking and mentoring and relationship building opportunities. And that list, it's not all inclusive of what we do at the conference, but it's a really good sampling of the variety of topics that are addressed throughout the week. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. There's a little bit of everything for anyone that could possibly be coming to our conference. Yeah, the University Row is a really great experience, and to give our listeners an idea of what this looks like. So you're walking down this corridor that connects to the educational sessions, and you have universities from A to Z speaking about the unique nature of their individual programs. and. I actually got to connect with my alma mater who just uh, unveiled their brand new program. So I was able to connect back to that lovely city of Milwaukee and, and Marquette University. Shout out to the Golden Eagles. 
Um, but there's some really great opportunities uh, for a lot of universities who are there uh, because I think a lot of times people don't understand, you know, the unique nature that these programs can really provide. And, uh, you know, although Joe and I are in, you know, Masters of Healthcare Administration programs, uh, there is a unique nature to each one of these programs. So for students to be able to see that, and especially the undergrad students who are able to attend, uh, I think it's a real opportunity. And for those people that you were mentioning as well, Mara, that are in that early careers phase. I was just going to say, too, for University Row, we have 31 exhibitors this year, which is our highest number, but we're already looking for ways to step up our game next year, and one of the, the pieces of feedback that I had at my alma mater was there, too, as a, a first-time exhibitor at College of Science Scholastica, so I'll shout them out, too, and <laughs> I was super excited to see Marquette, and we had Hamlin out of Minnesota, which I'm from Minnesota, so I was just, it was really interesting to see the diversity, but in talking to some of those programs, and we have some integration of representatives of that on various committees at HIMSS too, um, like our leader of our Students and Early Careers Task Force is from uh, University of Wisconsin Extension program that has a health information management technology program. But the feedback from them was there was this thirst for PhD programs, doctorate programs in healthcare informatics. So. Earlier this week, maybe it was last, it might have been the end of last week, I was out there trying to find information on programs that offer doctorate degrees in healthcare informatics. And I actually just sent a list off um, after that research to our folks that populate that university row and said, you guys need to find some programs to incorporate into university row that address PhD and doctorate programs because the need is there. So that was awesome to hear in a way that we're going to build that next year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's one thing that we haven't talked about which I want to highlight, uh, which is just the energy at HIMSS uh, and, and why this, this conference is so different than many of the ones that Joe and I have been a part of. Um, I, I don't know if it was you, Mara, or someone else that mentioned if, if you stand at the highest point of the convention center at Orange County and you just see all the rooms flow out, it is really just a mesmerizing thing to see. But you really just feel the buzz. It's a conference that people are really happy to be at. Uh, there's a lot of movement, not only of ideas, but really of opportunities. Uh, and it allows you to see why, in my opinion, there's no better field to be in than healthcare. And although, you know, sometimes you hear in the headlines about all the problems that are currently existing in this field, when I see so many young, innovative, and determined minds willing to put it all, uh, you know, towards an effort that makes everything better for the patient at the end of the day, for me, that's just awe-inspiring. And it, it really shows you that, um, you know, we have some great, really amazing people in this field who really care about uh, the patient at the end of the day and how we can make things better for uh, each and every one of those patients that we see at, across the country. I would 100% agree with that. And it, that energy is exactly what makes those 5 a.m. breakfasts as staff <laughs> members or program assistants seem a little less like 5 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to thank you so much for being part of this podcast. I think it was a great conversation. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Well, thank you, gentlemen, and thank you for the opportunity. There is one quick story I want to tell, and it's okay if it doesn't make it into the podcast, but we were at uh, one of the networking events one night, and uh, Mara saw me shanking my shot at Top Golf. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and I just heard her making fun of me from the back row, and that's when I challenged her. I said, well, why don't, why don't you come up and take a shot? And she did, and, and she, uh, yeah, she did okay. She nailed it. <laughs> she nailed it. There's one thing we learned. We know that Mari has a better golf swing than both of us. Yeah, so I... I, yeah. I had not swung a club in about probably eight or so years at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a video. There's video evidence of that. Miss John Biel was in the background taking <laughs> a little video of that going down. So, so, so I'll work on my yeah. golf game for the next Sims to make sure that uh, I'm not uh, showed out by Mara. <laughs> yeah, you better. I'll see you again next year at Top Golf. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. I want to thank Mara so much for being part of the podcast and joining in. I also want to thank Freddy Terrazas Escamilla for being a part of the podcast. It was an awesome conversation, and I really enjoyed learning uh, what Mara's done thus far and uh, learning more about the opportunities that HIMSS provides. Uh, you know, reflecting back to the time I had at the conference, it was incredible to meet so many different professionals in healthcare and leaders in healthcare and their focus on IT to really better serve the patient. Um, I really recommend any student, any young professional to check out HIMSS and if possible go to the Global Conference because it's definitely an experience that you'll never forget. With that, I hope you guys have a great week.